0: Sometimes repressed memories come back. Today I'm talking about Insidious, The Red Door. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about uh, the recent horror release and box office champion, at least of this past week, Insidious the Red Door, which is, uh, yeah, it got kind of like uh, not the best reviews, but I enjoyed this uh, for reasons I'll get into shortly. So without further ado, let's get started. The Insidious... The Insidious franchise is an odd one, at least compared to its horror series brethren, The Conjuring. While The Conjuring has gone in a straight line from movie to movie, with the offshoots drifting before and after the main timeline, Insidious started with Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne, before moving on with the Ghost Hunters from the first two films and the third, before making a prequel in 2018. Now, five years after the last movie, and ten years removed from the second film, Wilson and Byrne are back, with Wilson in the director's chair this time, to pick up where they left off. But does this franchise have anything left in the tank? About a decade ago, after their horrific encounter in The Further and Josh's possession, Dalton and Josh Lambert willingly had their memories wiped, both of what happened and any knowledge of their psychic abilities. But things haven't been smooth sailing since. Now Josh and his wife Renee are divorced, and Dalton and Josh barely have a relationship. Not only that, but now Dalton, who is in college, and Josh are being plagued by visions and memories of the past, and ghosts that may or may not be trying to enter our world. So the two biggest questions I had going into this movie were, what on earth is this movie going to be about? And how is Patrick Wilson going to be in the director's chair? And thankfully, both have solid answers. The main theme of this movie is pretty obvious. This is all about the dangers of repressing trauma or painful memories and not addressing them head on. It's clear that the repression of their psychic abilities and their memories has had a damaging effect both on Dalton and Josh. Dalton has an undercurrent of distrust for his father since something possessing Josh's body tried to kill the entire family, and seems reclusive to the point of isolation, while Josh constantly talks about how foggy his mind is, seemingly unable to piece things together like he normally would to the point of frustration. It also means that they aren't aware of their potentially dangerous abilities, which means they have to go through a painful rediscovery process that opens them up to the spirits of the further, without the knowledge that they acquired in the previous films about how to navigate this arena secrecy breeds curiosity which leads to searching which can lead down some bad paths that they would have known about beforehand if their memories hadn't been wiped it's the best case scenario at least thematically for something akin to a legacy sequel 10 years after chapter 2. but is it scary often yes if there's one thing that patrick wilson learned from his work with james wan and lee winnell it's how to craft a great build to a jump scare give us a quiet scene where someone is doing something innocuous, innocuous, give us a hint, give us a fake-out, give us another fake-out, and then holy shit, what was that? Admittedly, the movie is a bit reliant on this trick and the rule of threes, which is why I assume some reviews are middling, but it definitely doesn't feel like a first-time horror movie director in the chair this time. Wilson also gets that sometimes the creepiest thing you can do is just put a hazy figure in the background, or make it move, or disappear seemingly at random. And there's a number of clever setups and editing tricks, for instance, a timed frame shift to go along with Josh moving to another slide on microfiche or one of the scenes taking place in an MRI machine. And I also need to give a shout out to Sinclair Daniel for a star making turn as Dalton's new college friend, Chris. Not only does she provide a lighthearted contrast to a lot of the Moby characters, namely Dalton, but she crushes every joke, scene, and setup with effortless charisma. Her performance was genuinely worth the price of admission. Pepper in some cameos from series regulars, and I imagine fans of the franchise will find plenty to like here. The verdict is it's straightforward and mostly effective. Though it leans heavily on the premise and lore established in earlier films, the Red Door's strong thematic hook and performances make for creepy fun. 6 out of 10